Coopcast, episode 17. Hey, Rippers, are you learning how to surf? But are you a kook or not? That is the question. There's many things you can do to receive that label, like putting your wetsuit on backwards. You don't have to admit it out loud, but stay tuned in because this episode, Coach Evan and myself will be talking about three kooky things that you can easily avoid doing. If you've ever kooked it, or just like to laugh when other people do, stick around. This podcast is just for you. If you don't know by now, us surfers love to spot a kook. But don't panic, because we all kook it at some point. So hang on to your soft top and get ready to learn. The KookCast is here to lead you on your journey out of kookdom, one story at a time. And hopefully, offer you some traction on this slippery slope between kookery and killing it. I'm your co-host, Coach Chris. And I'm Coach Ev. And we created the Surf Coaching and Education Program, The Surf Continuum, where we work personally and virtually with all kinds of surfers to develop proper technique, fundamental skills, and education on how to read waves so you can surf for life. Let's get into three kooky things you can easily stop doing, starting with number one, surfboard kookery. And this is going to be a good topic for Coach Evan as a board builder and very avid board maintainer. Uh, what's what's the first thing? Let's see. There's so many things you can do to kook it with your surfboard and piss me off <laughs> and piss off Coach Ev, especially if you're riding one of his special custom crafted works of art, La Mission surfboards. Yeah. So I just getting into it. You know, when when I see one of my clients, one of my team riders, you know, I put all this time into building them the custom board and they picked out the fabric and the colors and, you know, we, we took a hour and a half to wax it up properly and I made sure they had either a custom board bag or just a brand new great bag to keep it all safe and sound. First of all, I see them rolling in with the thing, with the fins in the back, first mistake just in case it comes loose. On the roof racks. On the roof racks. Just in case it comes loose and starts slipping out, that's why we have the fins forward towards the hood of the car so that if it starts slipping, it gets snatched by that your first tie. So that's, that's number one right there. And second of all, it's summertime, it's hot as shit out and they're just letting their beautiful custom boards rot in the sun, you know? UVs are not good for, for boards. Right, so, okay, so how do you protect it? What do you do with a board that you have to put on the roof, no room in the car? Because, I mean, that's preferable, right? Have the board sitting in the car, you know, or driving with you in the car, I guess. Not baking in the car like an oven. Right. But, um, okay, so what can you do if the board has got to go on the roof? Board bag every time. Board bag, yeah. You know, these board bags have UV dampening materials that help, you know, that help the boards not get so yellow so quickly, mm-hmm. you know, and, and anyone who's ever left their board out in the sun with the bottom up, even a bright white board, and, and it's been in the sun for say 15 minutes. If you've ever gone over and put your hand on it, any dark spot where the logo is, or where almost any, it doesn't even have to be a dark spot. It can just be a clear white spot and the board feels like it's 100, over 100 degrees. And that can't, that's it's not good for anything. Yeah, and so, and am I right? Like delamination is the real issue there, right? Correct. Because like, a surfboard, for those of you that don't know, is, uh, foam 
laminated with fiberglass and resin. And that, that connect, what is it? Adhesion. The, that, yeah, the adhesion can actually be separated by the heat. Right, so right. It, it oftentimes happens more quickly on the deck because you're, you're stomping on the deck and you make these pressure dings and you smash it down and it cracks the, the gloss coat or the hot coat just a tiny bit. So anytime you see a crack, that's like sure sign that it's possible that water can get in there. Mm -hmm. So water then gets in there and then it gets heated up and it basically makes like steam and it just separates the glass uh. from the foam and then it's a slow demise of almost any board. It's, it's a really hard repair to do without adding a bunch of weight and a lot of times it just changes the the overall feeling of the board. It doesn't mm -hmm. reverberate like it would if you have a big old D-lamb section of the board that's been fixed. Right, right, right. All right, and then one of my, one of my um, favorite, uh, that doesn't seem like the right word, but I think the, one of the highest on my list of surfboard kookery is uh, when I see people waxing their boards with the fins down on the concrete or the parking lot or whatever, and it's not even about the fins so much as it is like that fulcruming point that where the fin connects to the board, you know, um, you know, at the fin box or, right. or even worse if it's glass on fins. But I've seen like some pretty good surfers, experienced surfers, pull their board out, put the nose up on the car with the fin, you know, down like standing on the lot, and then just <laughs> wax away. Going like, at oh, it, you can see the fin just flexing back and forth oh. like what what coach Chris was just touching on it's like surfboards aren't that durable they're you know they're pretty delicate and something like like that part of the surfboard the fins and the fin boxes and the base of the fins it's just such a it's such a easy place to kind of crack and it become a, a huge issue Right. You know, a, a little crack in the fin box can turn into a whole mess, you know, like having to redo fin boxes and re-glass fins on is, is a lot of work and uh, you should just be more careful with your board. Uh, from, from a board building standpoint, people should know that the, there's usually only one layer of glass on the bottom of the board and there's two on the deck because it was meant to withstand your feet and your hands and your head banging up against the, <laughs> the deck of the board. So therefore the bottom of the board is actually much more delicate and prone to getting dinged. And it's the most important part because it's the, it's the surface that's coming into contact with the, with the ocean. And you, you, know, you can't afford to have wax and dings on the bottom of your board and, uh, and on your rails because it just slows you down through the water. And it, and, and you gotta protect that part of the, of the board. So I almost, I tell everybody when I, you know, when I make them a board and usually they, they kook it right off the bat, hand, them hand the board over to them like, yeah, let's start waxing this thing up. Boom, right down on the bottom, right down on the fins. Mm. And I'm just cringing, I'm like, okay, hold up. You know, etiquette breach number one, like pick that board up. Anytime you put your board down, Anytime you put your board down, you should be putting it deck down because it's more durable and you want to keep, you want to keep your wax out of the sun. 
Right. You know, that's that's another kind of along the lines of of waxing your board improperly is even just taking it down to the beach and you're like, oh, I don't want to get wax on, I don't want to get sand on the wax. So you put it wax up and then you try to wax it five or 10 minutes later after you got your wetsuit on and it's just smushing the wax all over the place. There's sand already getting in the wax, you know? You should try to get it waxed, whatever, before you hit the sand or take or in it into the water. Yeah, take it into the water and wax it there, but uh, there's just there's just much better ways to do it. Yeah, and ultimately I think these two things can kind of be summarized in just in a way of uh, maintaining uh, like the not like not letting your surfboard be compromised. You know, both with um, the sun and, and creating these like cracks from well, it's both the sun and then you stomping on the board. And in addition to putting your fins down and creating cracks like that, it, these all compromise your board a little bit, which ultimately shortens the life of it. Yep. And uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty kooky behavior. <laughs> Gotta stop it. Right, let's move on to the second kooky thing that you can easily stop doing. And uh, that's leash kookery. Leash kookery. <laughs> How do you like that title? <laughs> I like it. I like it. But there's a lot of things that people do with their leash, a kooky thing in the first place. Uh, to make it even more of a ridiculous appendage to your surfboard. <laughs> um, let's start with knots. I mean, how often do you see somebody, you know, with a knot in their leash, especially, when, you know, after they've had it for a while, so it's gotten pulled tight a few times and it's just a little tiny. There's no getting it oh, out no. now. No, it's gone. Yeah. Things better cut in half. <laughs> and you might as well, because so that's, that's the thing, right? It's just, it's compromised the integrity of the leash if it actually does get tested it's way more prone to snap right right then and right there, there right, yeah. at the, right at the knot. I mean, that's a fact. The, a knot, you know, um, cuts, I think it's like in half the strength of a rope or a leash or whatever. Right. You know, like you have to do knots like the right knot because you need them to be strong. And if you do the wrong knot or too many knots, every one of those like binds or bends in the rope creates like a weak point. Right. Not to mention it looks ridiculous. It looks ridiculous. More drag again. Going back to keeping your, your bottom of your board nice and clean and ding free. And making sure you don't have a bunch of knots or even just one knot in your leash. It's ridiculous. Well, you know, I think that when someone has more than one knot, it's actually not by accident. They're going to use the knots to climb, you know, back <laughs> up after a really bad wipeout. The whole idea is that, you know, you'll be able to climb up easily, like, you know. Better traction. Like, right, yeah. So when you're tombstoning and you're 20 feet below, <laughs> you know, you just got this easy rope to climb. <laughs> All right, and what other kind of leash kookery can we come up with? Um, well, of course, I mean, walk, walking, walking, dragging your leash or, or walking while, dra you know, just your, your leash isn't even con connected to you and you're dragging it through the parking lot down the beach oh that's a good one yeah i always have to call out somebody for doing that that's that's one that you will not get away with walking <laughs> past coach evan or myself we see you walking with your surfboard and leash fully extended dragging behind you you're getting called out <laughs> leash dragger <laughs> tighten it up and uh and kind of i mean kind of just as bad I mean unless you got the slack of it in your hand is walking with it attached to your ankle you know like before you're getting down to the water 
walking through the parking lot with the, the leash attached to your ankle, and especially if the slack is dragging. I mean, you gotta go back and listen to Travis Koch's episode. I forgot the title of that one, but um, he tells a great story about his brand new surfboard and running down to the ocean with his leash attached and I'll let you discover for yourself <laughs> what happens in that story. Right. It's, it's just a yard sale. It's just bad. <laughs> it's just bad every time. Key vocabulary for you listeners, yard sale. <laughs> Spreading out all your shit, everything gets tossed around and it's usually after a pretty bad wipeout. Right. Something like that happens. But yeah, walking with it on or walking with it dragging, both kind of weird. You should have your leash like draped over your board and controlled with your hand at the rail the same hand that's holding your board can hold the end of your leash and make sure it's all tidy and and somewhere on top of your board not dragging in the in the ground or uh susceptible to being stepped on by yourself right or or if you're just like hopping out at the beach break and walking up the beach one peak or something and you don't you don't want to take your leash off just make sure that all the slack is taken up like nice, you know, nicey nice, and <laughs> just make your way up the beach without it clanking and getting wrapped up in your feet and and all of that. It's I watched just... I watched a guy the other day walking up the beach. It was yesterday, walking up the beach, and I saw him with his leash on, and I was just wondering to myself, I wonder if he's going to take his leash off as he's getting out of the water. He does not. So he walks, and I'm like, all right, well, let's see, you know, how many times is he going to kick it with his other foot and step over it and like. Get, kick it off, of, yeah, yeah. Before he does something, I think I counted five times. <laughs> Steps on it, like almost trips, kicks it off from in between his toes or whatever. Walks a couple more steps, gets caught again. Oh goddamn, this leash is so annoying. Keeps walking, does it again, does it again. Finally, takes the thing off. I was like, thank you. Jeez, some relief. Oh god, I was cringing. But uh, yeah, leash kookery, it's a thing. It's real. And it starts with having one at all. <laughs> but uh, no, we get it. You need a leash sometimes. Even even uh, even the best of surfers. Well, some of them don't actually. Who is that friend you had that that doesn't wear a leash? And if he if the waves are too big, he just doesn't go out because he doesn't have a leash. Mike Edwards. Wow. Martian yeah. Mike. He that's, is. Uh, that's pretty committed to the no leash life. Definitely. He, sh- he showed me the ways. Now every once in a while, I have to break down and and uh, leash up, put a coot cord on and. <laughs> You know, just kick my board to the beach, jump out the back, and have no worries. <laughs> All right, and uh, I guess there's one. More, oh, there's one more before we move on to the third kooky thing. Um, but having your leash on your front foot or a front ankle, I should say, uh, that's kind of ridiculous. You should know your stance. If you're a regular footer, attach your leash to your right foot. If you're a goofy footer, attach your leash to your left foot, so that the leash is well, the ankle part is closest to where it attaches to your board and not crossing your back foot and attached to your front. <laughs> I actually saw a crazy photo of a really well-known old pro surfer from like the 80s, I think. It was uh, Buzzy Kerbox, and he's at like Hanalei, and he's, he's on a right, and he's totally, he's in the tube, and he's got the, a great stance, and his leash is on his front foot. <laughs> His front ankle, and I'm just, I just can't believe it, right? But then down in the, in the caption, it, it explained what was going on, that he was a really gifted switch-footed surfer, so he could take uh, off, 
and go left and be right foot forward, no problem. Therefore, that would have put the leash on the back foot and then he could take off on a right and switch up his stance and go regular. But I guess he didn't switch his, his leash every yeah. time and make that quick decision. Um, but it just seems very awkward. I mean, I step on top of my leash all the, t all the time when I'm wearing one step on top of it and it's between me and the board or it wraps around my front foot and I'm like hog tied and then I got this tight little stance and I'm just all <laughs> over the place and you're trying to pick one foot up off the deck and put it back down and it's just well it's terrible it's terrible uh, yeah leash kukri there yeah, that's that's that let's <laughs> let's move on settled sealed all right. Well, this one, this is a fun one because we've seen, we've all seen the shenanigans that go on when people are putting their wetsuits on, and then the hardest, one of the hardest parts of surfing, taking it off. You know. <laughs> so point number three, yeah. wetsuit kookery. Uh. <laughs> all right. Let's let's start with the people who need assistance to get it on or off. All right. I think, you know, there's many ways, too, that this happens. I think I think one of the major ones is the elbow, especially the way the new suits, the new technology is. They fit really well. They have minimal zipper, uh, you know, those chest zips. So you've got to climb in through the neck to put them on and, and same way to take them off. And uh, I guess for some people who get a suit that fits them pretty snugly, they have a hard time getting that first elbow out. All right. In which case I've been requested many times to assist in holding the wetsuit down and pulling over their shoulder and then the elbow so they can get out of the thing like it's a straight jacket or something. Right, just like get one all the way off, you know, like basically all the way off first one at a time instead of like trying to do both at the same time and then get it down around both your elbows so that you can barely use both your arms T-Rex style. Uh, you know, just Yeah, yeah, and that's, and that's the right way to do it, well, what you said before. Get it all the way off one shoulder, reset, grab that fold you just created and pull that all the way over your elbow. And then once you get your elbow out, you're in the clear. But uh, yeah, it's as simple as that. You know, shoulder first, elbow second, full arm out, and then do the other arm. An another one, like with these new wetsuits that have all these different flaps and different closures, the one that ha you know, that flips around your back and you have, you know, once you get it up and over your shoulders, you have to find that little flap that, oh, that is, pulls over your head. That pulls over your head from your back. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And like if, if you're not paying attention and, and you forget about it and you just pull your suit up and you let it fall in between, you know, your back and, and your, like tuck and it your in neck, with your body. And then <laughs> it's impossible to get yourself. So you gotta go up, you know, you, you either gotta take the suit down and, and flap it back or you gotta go ask somebody to help you out ask some random person to go digging down to your ass uh, <laughs> to pull out your your flap hopefully it's the 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 most hardcore local in the lot he's the only one there you know you gotta go oh. over hey buddy can you help me out i really want to go surfing you know give me a hand um what's more yeah or the zipper i mean you know the long string that's attached to a back zip that's there for a reason. And I've seen a lot of people not understand how to utilize the length of that string to be able to grab their zipper down low. Like, you know, if it, if it were without the string, you'd have to 
Well, you really couldn't unless you were super flexible, zip up your back zip wetsuit. Mm -hmm. So that long string is attached to the zipper so that you can reach down past your ass, like behind your thighs, and then twist your elbow in and get your wrist up above your shoulder and then pull the zipper up with the string above your head. Right. And then pulling it back down, that's a little easier. You just grab it at the bottom of the string low behind your waist and then just pull it down. But a lot of people can't do that and I've seen them struggle with it. It's it's kind of funny. <laughs> struggle and then they like arch their back so there's like a big bunch up of material back there and then they're pulling so hard you're like, oh, I'm just waiting for it to just rip and blow out the whole back yeah, of the suit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just forcing, forcing things, you know. Right. Back to, you shouldn't be forcing things on or off. Um, and yeah, like practice that back zip at home it's pretty easy figure these should, things we out we should make home. a tutorial yeah. video on this one <laughs> I think it's necessary uh, work out the kinks you know of your new wetsuit before you get down to the beach so you're not running around uh, asking peeps for help and same goes for taking it off you know uh, I, well I guess we said that actually figure it out <laughs> figure know. it out um, or I think, uh, so here's another one. How about, uh, have you ever seen somebody, especially with those Excel suits that have all the colorful, multicolored kind of designs on the inside? Have you ever seen somebody walking down the parking lot with that wetsuit on and that design on the outside? Absolutely, I was like, oh, that must be one of those fancy, expensive, you know, <laughs> Japanese custom suits, you know? And then I look a little bit closer, I'm like, oh, that's not that. That's, <laughs> that's the same suit I have inside <laughs> out. <laughs> Oh shit, or, or that and backwards. And backwards, oh my goodness. And that's- How do you even get it zipped? It might, well if it's backwards, then the, the zip's in front, correct? If it's a back zip suit, yeah. Yeah, so. If it's a front zip, you know, with a chest zip, and you put it on backwards, then the zipper's in the back. So then you need some help. Oh, then I've, you gotta go ask somebody oh, to help I've, you. I've seen, that's a surefire, you know, surefire giveaway that you got your suit on backwards when it's choking you out <laughs> because it's on backwards and the zip's behind you, you couldn't get it off if you wanted to. <laughs> you know, I've, I've absolutely seen that in the lineup and the best story I have of, you know, putting your wetsuit on the wrong way and thinking it's all good and then coming out and, and just just being laughed off the stage is in Mexico for Christmas, Uncle Paul gets a brand new suit. Just brand new 4-3 back zip, rip curl, and it was, our, it was right side out. It was black side out and then he he opens it up you know he's not much of a sur he's not much of a surfer i think he was only ever really a boogier an avid boogier so at th this was this was at that point in time <laughs> so wait he received this gift in the right like right side out literally correct okay. you know right. as as most brand new suits come you know they're, uh -huh. they're right, side right. Out, yeah so. of course of course so this so, so everyone's like kind of goofing him. Oh, yeah, go put it on, you know, put it on for us, Uncle Paul. We want to see you in the suit, you know. <laughs> Let's get you fired up. Let's go for a surf, like, right now. And so he goes, he, take, he, goes, in the, he goes in the bathroom, and then he comes out, and the thing is super bright. Again, all the interior colors of the wetsuit. He's, he's turned it inside out. He's gotten into the suit, 
and some, and he's pulled, now it's backwards as well, and he zipped up the back zip up the front of his chest and like all the way up, so it's like digging into his neck, and he comes out, and we're just dying laughing, just dying laughing, thinking he's clowning us, and that he knows damn well that it's backwards, and then and it's, inside out. It's, it soon becomes clear that Uncle Paul thinks he's got this thing on the right way. Oh, and then no. we really, we really lost it. We were just dying. <laughs> and he's a pretty damn good sport. And he he loves a good laugh. And so if everybody's laughing at his expense, it's it's an all right, it's an all right endeavor. But um, he'll <laughs> never live man. he'll never live that one down. I mean that's the that's the best that's the best one I got oh, for you guys. Wow. Yeah, I'll have to, I never met this Uncle Paul, but that'll probably be a conversation starter for us when I do get to meet him. <laughs> right on. So we've, con- we've, we've covered a lot of ground. Yeah, I think we did pretty good here. I mean, uh, so, you know, there's all kinds of things you can do wrong here in surfing, and uh, you can kook it up real good. Uh, but we covered some pretty, pretty easy ones to stop doing, if, as long as you know. Knowledge is power, people. So uh, take care of your surfboard. Take all the knots out of your leash and walk with the slack in your hands. Hey, don't be and, too prideful to, to learn and, and to do better. Right, you know? right. And, uh, and then, you know, look at the pictures of your wetsuit and, and figure out what's right side up, right side down, <laughs> inside out, inside, uh, right side out. And legs and arms. Yeah, and just, just get it all sorted and, and know how your wetsuit works before you go putting it on at the beach. And maybe practice putting it on and off a few times in the shop before you commit to buying one, so you know if it's uh, if you can get it on and off yourself. Absolutely, bring a plastic bag, heavy-duty plastic bag, and slide it over. Now that is my favorite kook trick that I use myself. <laughs> a little plastic bag or on your foot as you slip through your wetsuit. That's an amazing trick. It works so good. I do it all the time. Absolutely. Try to get, like I said, that heavy-duty plastic bag so it doesn't just rip the first time. You know. Right. Yeah. And, be, and do it slowly, and then it'll, you know, it'll preserve the the wetsuit better and uh it just makes it a little bit quicker yeah well that's a good point preserving the wetsuit because you know wetsuits break down and my theory is because you put them on and off so aggressively you know especially after a session you just want the thing off of you you kind of rip it off and break down the seams every time you do that and then if some people stomp out of it you know like step on one side pull the other foot then step with that foot and pull the other foot up and oh man that wetsuit lasts a whole six months just like surfboards, they're not that durable, you know? They don't last that long, even if you do take really good care of them. Or actually, you know, they do. They, they can. They can take care of them. Surfboards can, you know? Like, look at the boards from the 70s and, you know, the, er- the early boards that were heavily glassed and glossed and polished if they were kept out of the sun. And they can even be full-on riders, like, ridden every year, sure. often, you know, if they're taken care of. Uh, they really can last, I don't know, 30 years, 40 years, maybe forever. Yeah, yeah, with the proper care. And that's what we're trying to teach you how to do, peeps. Well, that's it for today's show. Hey, that was a blast, Coach Chris. Yeah, that was really good. Glad you're here to join me, Coach Ev, and uh, hopefully we'll be seeing you kooks out there in the water conducting yourselves in a professional manner, or at least a non-kooky way. Keep your composure, guys. <laughs> Don't forget to subscribe to the show and drop a couple stars on the uh, 
on the rating system, however that works. You know, make sure it's five, not four. <laughs> and we'll uh, we'll see you in the lineup. You. Woo